we've got two races left, the cutoff and the finale. Who's going to make it in and who will be left replaying Martinsville in their head? We'll talk about it on this week's episode of The Stage Break. Episode number 31 is officially underway. My name is Josh. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Stage Break Podcast. Super glad that you're here. If this is by chance your first time checking out the show, I'm really glad that you did. Hope you enjoy everything we have lined up for you in today's episode. Be sure, if uh, if you haven't already, check us out on our social channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, if you would like to follow along with the show and get um, up, updates and um, different behind-the-scenes content for absolutely free, go to buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. There you can follow me and receive a notification anytime a new post or anything like that comes out. And if you want to support the show, you can also do so um, at that same place. Well, this week I am in the middle of moving, so going from one house to another, and obviously that takes a good amount of work. So I'm actually recording this episode a little bit earlier than I normally do, so if there's any kind of major news that happens this week or announcements or silly season stuff that happens, and it's not in the show, it's not because I decided not to talk about it. It's our, it's because I've already recorded this episode ahead of time. So if that's the case, that's fine. And also, um, if you didn't by chance see it, um, episode 30, I recorded a video version, posted that on my YouTube channel. You can go back and rewatch that if you want. Uh, but because of everything that's going on with my schedule this week, there is no YouTube video that's going to be coming out for this. Just don't quite have the time to put it together this week. But we're working on making that something that uh, we can do more often th- than not, even if that is potentially every week. Be sure to like the show, subscribe if you haven't already, share it. If you're listening on a platform that has an option to leave a review, if you'd like to do that, feel free. That would help tremendously. Well, don't you just love the playoffs? Last week's race at Homestead was the kind of race that we're looking for. I mean, it had just about everything there there is that NASCAR has to offer in a race. You've got action, not just in the front, but, you know, Top 10, top 20, you've got intense restarts, two wide, sometimes three wide for multiple laps of fighting for the lead. You know, obviously two and three wide several rows back, but I mean, to be side by side for the lead, um, that's something that, and, and well, side by side for lead and for more than a single lap, you know, for two, three, four, five consecutive laps. That's that's impressive, and that's the kind of action that we want to see, and we got it at Homestead. The drama, I mean, just to kind of spell it out, just item by item, you had Kyle Larson hitting the barrels at the entrance of Pitt Road, you know, trying to gain some time on Ryan Blaney and uh, put himself into a good position on the Pitt Road to maybe be able to leapfrog him, but bit off a little bit more than he could chew, right, and hit those bar- hit those barriers. I mean, and, and two, kudos to him. It was either, you know, really rear-end Ryan Blaney and mess up his car and potentially cause him to have a speeding penalty because he pushed him while he was on pit road within the timing lines, or 
swerve to miss him and end up jeopardizing his own day, which is what he chose to do. So um, that's, uh, you know, some good, um, you know, decision-making on Kyle Larson's part there. But, you know, that happened nonetheless. And um, just a quick side note, I guess there's maybe some people, some fans that are like, why is Kyle Larson pushing so hard? Why, you know, why didn't he just settle for a solid day? Well, he had nothing to lose. He's already locked in. So that kind of makes sense. You know, you, you, you go after it. You do everything you can to win the race and get yourself into a good position. So um, that's what he was doing there. But nonetheless, it, it, it brought some drama because he hit those, uh, those barrels at the entrance to Pit Road. You got Denny Hamlin, who uh, was expected to have a solid day but didn't, right? Had the steering failure, uh, whatever that was. They don't, as, at this point, I still don't think they know what it is that broke. Um, but nonetheless, he had the steering failure, left the race early. And man, I was watching the race and was pumped about him and Ryan Blaney going at it. I mean, uh, Denny trying to pull a slide job on Ryan. Ryan wasn't having it. He was uh, staying on the outside and, and doing his job to take that spot or, or keep the spot so that Denny, Denny couldn't uh, take advantage of it. And Denny's trying to stay out of Ryan, but not doing a great job of it. And then at one point, Ryan chases him all the way down the track. I mean, that's just good stuff to watch on the track and those guys battling head to head. Then you had Martin Truex Jr. blown an engine. And that was not, definitely not expected or needed. Um, they, they, they don't need any more bad luck, but Seems like that's what they've got going on. Christopher Bell ended up winning the race, but was almost a lap down at the end of stage two. So completely turned his car around in his mentality. Uh, you know, he and his crew chief were um, not happy about the situation that they were in. And uh, tensions were high and uh, just the, the radio chatter was not, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't like they were having a great time going almost a lap down. You know, things were tense, right? Their playoff hopes are hanging in, in the balance here. So the, the tension was high, and, but uh, they, they got that car turned around and got the track position and uh, ended up winning the race. I mean, that's, again, unexpected. a big storyline thing for that race. And ultimately what happened, our playoff picture has completely flipped upside down. I mean, what it, we thought it was going to be last week, it, it, night and day difference. And I think, you know, the, the maybe the thing that we anticipated or most people anticipated that is still the case are um, is the fact that Kyle Larson's in there. I'm not sure how many people thought that Christopher Bell would, would make it to the Final Four. I'm not one of them. I didn't think he would make it this far. And he's going to be racing for a championship yet again. So did so last year and is doing it again this year. But let's look at the playoff picture and see how it stands right now. So locked in to the final four is obviously Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. They both got wins. They are both locked in. Above the cut line is William Byron at plus 30 and Ryan Blaney at plus 10. I don't think too many people expected Ryan Blaney to be in the position that he's in above the cut line right now, but is because of the, the issues that Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin had on the track at Homestead. So... He's there at plus 10. Now below the cut line is Tyler Reddick. He's minus 10. Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin both tied at minus 17. And then Chris Buescher minus 43. That's how it is right now. And uh, like I said, it's completely flipped. It's opposite. I did not think going into Martinsville that Denny Hamlin would be below the cut line. I thought that Martin Truex was going to be close to it, probably above it. But 
obviously that's not the case. William Byron came out with a really strong day, put himself into a great position. Um, but then just the issues that uh, Joe Gibbs Racing had, aside from Christopher Bell, um, that just it's put them behind. It's, it's put them behind the eight ball, and they've got to come out and perform at Martinsville. There's just no doubt about that. So who's going to be left out? Who, who's going to go into this race at Martinsville? And as we said in the introduction, they're going to leave the race without having a spot in the final four, and they're going to be thinking through the, all 500 laps of this, week, this weekend's race and thinking, what could I have done differently? Who's that going to be? Well, I think, uh, I think one maybe pretty easy choice is Chris Buescher. Uh, he's minus 43 to the cutoff line, so he's, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's in a must-win situation. And his averages uh, over recent races at Martinsville are not that great. 18th average finishing position. Um, I think he has, just running over the stats in my head as we're talking, I think he's got maybe one top 10 and then three or four top 20s, something like that. Um, but whatever it is, it's, he doesn't have a single top five. Um, obviously, no wins. So uh, he, he's in a must-win situation. And then last week and then the week before was in a situation where he really needed to capitalize on stage points and was not able to do so. So I, I think you look at his trends lately, and, and I think it's a pretty easy call to say that Chris Buescher is probably not going to make it into the Final Four unless... They just have some kind of a crazy weekend, come out super strong, and everything falls in their favor, then yeah, it's still technically possible, but likely, no, not at all. The second driver that I think is going to be left out is Tyler Reddick. Now, he's one that I would like to see go through. You know, I feel like, you know, the episode, what was it, 26, 27, something like that, we talked about the sleeper in the round of 12, and Tyler Reddick was my man for that. I thought that he would be a driver that could kind of fly in under the radar and then, you know, pour, pour the, the coals to her and, and, and be able to make a really strong playoff run once you got through the round of 12 and into the round of eight where we are now. Uh, but that's just not what we've seen from him. He's been up there towards the front, sure, but not as competitive as I would like to see if I'm going to confidently say that he's going to get in or at least contend to get in. Um, another thing that helps um, helps me kind of put him in this category that I think is going to get left out, his averaging finishing position at Martinsville in recent races is actually worse than Chris Busher's. Uh, he's got an average finishing position of 20.1. So, again, not that great. Um, he is the first one below the cut line, so I'll give him that. He's only 10 points below it. So you could hypothetically say that uh, he, he's got a chance if he just has a solid day and, and grabs some stage points. Sure. Uh, but looking at the other drivers who are still in the playoffs right now, they've got a lot better averages and I think have a lot better potential to be able to pass him um, in the playoff standings this weekend. Now, who is going to get in? So, I mean, Chris Buescher, Tyler Reddick, I think they're pretty easy picks to say, sorry, you know, like you guys, but I don't think you're going to make it. Who's going to get in? I think William Byron's the obvious pick for that, right? He's a previous winner at Martinsville. He's plus 30 to the cutoff line, and his average finishing position in recent races is 11.9. So a lot better than Chris Buescher and Tyler Reddick, but 
uh, and, and well, not but uh, just a lot better position, a lot better averaging finishing positions, previous winner. Everything lines up to make him um, everything but a shoe in to, to advance to the final four. I mean, he's he's pretty much half he is half a race ahead in points to the cutoff line. So if he's able to grab some stage points, it'll practically lock him in. So um, I'm hopeful that he's going to be able to do that. I think he deserves to be in the final four uh, with all of his success this season. So I want to say that William Byron is the one that is going to get in. Now, who does that leave us? We've got Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. And I'll tell you, I am so torn on these three guys. I, I, I have pros and cons, I think, for all of them. You know, Ryan Blaney, just to kind of go down the list here, Ryan Blaney had a, was kind of a slow season and then you know, got the Coke 600 win. And now that he's gotten to the playoffs, uh, he, he's been stronger than I thought he would be. And especially, yeah, one at Talladega, um, had a really strong run last weekend at Homestead. He's one that has kind of surprised me a little bit. And because of that, I'm kind of rooting for him to be able to make it into the Final Four. Now, does that mean that I think he deserves it more than Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex Jr.? I don't know. And at this point, I don't know that deserving anything more or less than another driver really is a factor um, when you're this close to it, right? I mean, they're, um, you know, Ryan Blaney's plus 10. And then Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., minus 17. They're relatively close in points. And just in the sport that it is, I, I don't think deserving matters anymore. It's who comes out and performs. So, I mean, the deserving ones are the winners. You know, Kyle Larson, Chris Buescher. Those are the guys. Not Chris Buescher, Christopher Bell. Those are the two that deserve it because they earned it. Uh, the rest of the guys, you know, deserving doesn't get you anywhere. You've got to earn it. So, it all comes down to performance on the track, and Ryan Blaney has been performing better than I thought he would. So uh, that kind of weighs into my thought process. You've got Denny Hamlin, who has had a really strong year, um, semi-strong playoff run, but not recently. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a per se a huge Denny Hamlin fan, but to have the success that he has of, what, 51 wins, I think it is, and to not have a championship, it's like, you know, it'd be cool for him to get one. So, uh, and, and definitely, I think he believes that this is his best shot, his best year that he's ever had to be able to get up there and contend for a championship. So, he's one that is obviously, how do you leave him off the list? And then Martin Truex Jr., you know, probably a fan favorite, just a, seems like a good, solid guy. Um, again, it, you know, three, three wins, I think it is, in the season, two or three wins. And just you get to the playoffs, and not that great, right? And, and just the, the playoff run that he's having is not what he would have hoped for. And the way things played out last week at Homestead is just downright discouraging for him and his team. I mean, they didn't want to uh, – they, they haven't wanted mechanical failures – to impact their playoff run as much as it has. I mean, nobody wants that. But as much as it's happened to them, it's almost uncanny, just everything that they've had to deal with. It's just like if, if he could just be able to run a race without any kind of mechanical issue or an engine blowing up or a tire blowing, um, they'd be good. I mean, he sat on the pole. He got the pole for Homestead. 
You expected him to do really well and probably get themselves into a good point situation, if not win the race, just from the qualifying performance that they had. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's just that's a tough situation. So you look at the trends of how his playoff run has been. It hasn't been great, but it's not necessarily because he hasn't been driving the wheels off of his car. It's been because they've had the issues that they've had, the mechanical failures, the 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 slip-ups, and um, whatever else. Most of it has not been within Martin's controls um, as the driver of the car. So you look at, well, what's the likelihood that he's going to make it at the Final Four? Well, if it's just up to him to drive the car, it's probably pretty good. Uh, but as we've seen this this whole playoff run, his playoff, the, the, the fate of him himself getting into the Final Four almost looks like it's just whether or not his car is going to hold up, whether or not the tire is going to blow, whether or not someone's going to wreck him or, or you know, um, you know, do a slide job gone wrong and run him up the track and damage his car. It's like everything that potentially could happen almost has happened to him. So he's one that should do well, by numbers should do well, but I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a toss-up. So I've got two different ways to look at this, who I think is going to get in and who I want to get in. So taking for granted that uh, William Byron is going to make it in, I'm just going to say, and for sake of this conversation, that William Byron's going to get in, and whether that's from a win or from points, uh, and join Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell in the Final Four. So that leaves one of these three drivers to get in if you know Chris Buescher and Tyler Reddick don't. So which one? I think Denny Hamlin is going to get in. That's what my head says. Uh, I think he has just as much drive as Ryan Blaney, but maybe more than Martin Truex. I don't know if maybe you picked up on it or maybe watched a Radioactive. I'm assuming that was out or something. I don't know. But uh, there was just you know some comments that Martin Truex Jr. made in the car um, during the time that they had the engine blowing up, and it just sounded like his heart wasn't in it. And honestly, mine wouldn't be either. I'd be so discouraged in that moment uh, just as much as he would. So I'm sure that was just an in-moment, in-the-moment thing. But the fact that he had... Uh, you know, just the discouragement that he had, it kind of maybe makes me think that Martin Truex Jr. isn't in the right headspace. Denny Hamlin had the same issue. He got taken out of the race early, but I think his drive to get that championship is stronger than Martin's is right now. And I'm, you know, Martin's previous champion. So uh, been there, done that, and obviously wants more. But Denny Hamlin wants it, I think, more than Martin Truex Jr. does. So you come, you combine that with some of the success that he's had throughout the season, as well as at Martinsville, I think you put him above Ryan Blaney statistically. Now, who do I want to get in? Now, I love Denny Hamlin. I love Martin Truex Jr., but I really like the story of Ryan Blaney being able to pull this off and get into the Final Four. Uh, that would just be a really cool thing. I, I would really enjoy that. Like I've told you guys before, I love the underdog story. And even though he's been competitive and has been strong, I feel like that's still an underdog situation. The only Ford that is, is being competitive here, and uh, it's, it's him and, and Chris Busher that are, you know, Fords that are still in the playoffs. And as we already talked about, I don't think Chris Busher is going to be able to pull it out. So uh, for Ryan Blaney to be able to come in here at, with, with you know, representing the Ford brand would be really cool. Uh, so I, he's the one that I want to get in. 
And here's their averages in recent races. Denny Hamlin, average finish of 14.1. Martin Truex Jr., 10.4. Ryan Blaney, 5.7. That's just crazy. Like, Ryan Blaney has an average finishing position of 5.7 in recent races. Um, and that's, all those numbers are from recent races, like 2020 on. So he's got the best average finishing position but no wins to show for it. So who I'm going to go ahead and skip from here into my ones to watch because these three guys are the ones that are on my watch list. They're the ones, I mean, if, if William Byron just has a solid day and Tyler Reddick and Chris Buescher don't do anything crazy and, and come with a, a super fast car, then I think it's going to come down to these three, these three guys. The variable would be what if... Um, well, I don't know. I guess I'm taking for granted that um, these three guys don't win and another playoff driver doesn't win. So basically two cars get in on points. If that's the scenario, I think William Byron's making it. Um, aside from that, it's obviously, um, you know, who, who, whoever wins is, if it's not a, uh, if it's a playoff driver, they're obviously in if they haven't won yet in this round. Uh, and then William Byron, I think, will be the one that points in. So just taking for granted that it's not a new winner, it's a repeat winner or a non-playoff driver winner, I think it comes down to the uh, it comes down to Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. as the ones that you really need to keep an eye on to see who advances into the final four. Now here's some more statistics for you on these three guys. Ryan Blaney, zero wins. No wins in... Uh, in, in any of his cup races at Martinsville Speedway. Martin Truex Jr. has three wins, and Denny Hamlin has five. Now, Denny Hamlin has an average finishing position of 10.3 of all of his races at Martinsville, not just recent ones. So an average finishing position of 10.3, and he's actually the winningest active driver right now. The only other driver that has won more at Martinsville than him is Jimmy Johnson. I think he's won it nine times. But then, but next to Jimmy Johnson, it's Denny Hamlin with five wins. Then you go to Martin Truex Jr. He's a three-time winner, average finishing position all-time of 16.0. He finished third there in the spring, was the highest finishing Toyota. Um, Denny Hamlin finished fourth in the spring as well. So both of those guys were up there. Um, but Martin Truex Jr., three wins, very competitive, and uh, has had a lot of really good runs there at Martinsville. And he, again, here's the kicker. Ryan Blaney, zero wins, but an average finishing position of all of his races of a 9.5, which if you look at the numbers, that he is at the top of the charts for the best average finishing position of all active drivers, yet he does not have a win. So if you just want to look at numbers, Ryan Blaney ought to have a really, really strong chance of getting up there and contending for a win. He was up there towards the front in the spring. Joey Logano finished second. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it's Again, you, you look at the statistics and who should do well. I mean, these three guys should do well. So that tells me that when we get to Martinsville, it's going to be a good race. So before we wrap things up, let's just quickly go over the race this weekend. It's the Xfinity 500. We've already mentioned that it's at Martinsville Speedway. 500 laps around that paperclip. Race starts around 2 p.m. on Sunday, and it'll be broadcast on NBC. 
Now, what are my expectations for this race? Well, let's just put it this way. Take the aggression that we saw last week at Homestead, add about 20% to that. Then take the drama and everything that unfolded and all the, the chaos that happened and um, you know the, the tension and the, the pressure, the, the necessity for drivers and crew to be at peak performance, and then double that because we're going to a short track. It's, uh, it's going to be a really, really good race, and it's going to be a race that we very clearly do not want to miss. So I expect nothing but a really, really entertaining race at Martinsville start to finish. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and if you would like to support the show, you can do so on the website. There's a couple links there to my Buy Me a Coffee page. Feel free to do that, but again, no obligation. Have a great weekend, enjoy the race at Martinsville, and I'll catch you at the next stage break.